If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Today, um... In this episode. Yeah, in this episode coming up, uh, we talk about, um... Uh, specific we're talking about quads how to build the yes. quads but we we did start to dive in a little bit of what uh our recent project and what we've been working on right now i'm super excited uh that we are all finally together full-time doing mind pump and this is the type of shit that we're going to be able to produce so here is just a taste mm-hmm. of what's coming right now and that's our our youtube channel go on our youtube channel mind pump tv or mptv i think we'll be branding it but mind pump tv and uh, we have videos on there where we can now demonstrate some of the stuff that we talk about on the show and a lot more stuff. Is and we on there. made sure to put our own flavor in there. So this is not like just your typical kind of a boring explanation. I'm glad you said that, Justin, because I think uh, a lot of the, the, the big YouTubers out there right now that give really, really good information. These guys are good. Very good at what they do. Right. Um, it's a little it's a little hard to digest for the average uh, listener, right? I mean, for the average person who is just your average weekend warrior, gym goer, you know, didn't have a kinesiology degree, don't have a personal certification, they don't, they, they, they are just trying to improve themselves. It's pretty tough to break down what some of these guys are saying. I mean, for us trainers, we enjoy that stuff. It's good, but it's kind of dull. It's kind of dry. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to sit through. So, no, our, our videos are quality. The sound is quality. The demos are quality and it's uh, not boring. It's typical mind pump fashion. You get great information, a little bit of entertainment. Uh, check it out. Mind Pump TV. It's free. Don't forget to subscribe. Show your love. Dude, I can't believe you've never that seen Zoolander scary. before. Zoolander? Yeah. I saw Zoolander first, the first one. Oh, you did? Yeah. You oh. just forget that part completely? I, for- it's, it was such a... It was. It's such a stupid movie that I. Oh, it, how many times have you seen it once? Yeah, it's stupid the first time, like it, really stupid. It is. Well, here's and then the it gets even more fun. Maybe it's because it. maybe it's because I was sober. I don't know. Zoo. Let me tell you something about Zoolander. It's subtle. I watched that movie, and there's there's a handful of movies. I can think of two right off the top of my head: uh, Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. and that was great the first time, and and Zoolander. Both those movies, I didn't care. Pedro. I did not care for it the first time. Yeah, didn't care for it. Thought it was okay. The second, the third, the fourth, oh my God, it got better as you, because you start picking up it's like on offbeat humor. It is very offbeat. So if you don't know what you're getting into and you're watching it, you're kind of like, what the fuck? Where's this yeah. going? Once you get the whole, the whole, what's this whole gasoline fight? You know, like, yes, right? <laughs> Shit like that. that I was, was like, so hilarious. Yeah, the first time you're like, what the fuck are they doing? But yeah, then afterwards yeah. you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. You know, like, oh, Hansel. <laughs> no, dude, that, yeah, yeah so it's a walk right now. It's a walk off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a walk off. Oh my God. I'm still going to have a walk off with you. Out. Yeah, huh? we're gonna do a uh, walk, a walk off, a walk off. I would love to see hey, that. Yeah, yeah throw stuff at you. If we're talking in the, in old gym terms, you'll definitely win on the walk off. <laughs> you know what that? You know what I'm talking about? What's that? Remember, walking people. Oh, yeah. So for those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, when you try to sign someone up and they leave without uh, buying something, right. they're walking. Yeah. So Adam will win that contest. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. This Boom. Is, this is a walk Boom. off. You and I are going to Bro, I'm on fire right now. Are you? I'm on fire. You got your uh did you have Chimera, your- I had Camara coffee this morning. Right. And then I took uh alongside the Camara coffee, I uh added a little bit of um cannabis. Uh no, uh theobromine which comes in uh so they have another product and it's raw cacao with and it's got L-glutamine in there and cinnamon. So what I did is I got my Camara coffee, I blended it with MCT oil. And I added a bunch of that raw cacao powder that they that they have. Really? Yeah. And so I blended it. You no, know, you're like, pa-pow. And I added a little stevia just to make it sweet. 
first of all, delicious as hell. The MCT, of course, MCTs, medium chain triglycerides, convert to ketones, and you guys know how uh, excited I get on ketones. Um, then oh, of course, ever. then of course the coffee that's got all the nootropics in it. Then the theobromine, which is in the I hope I'm pronouncing it right. That's in uh, raw cacao, and I'm on fire. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty much on fire. I started my day with like uh, your hair's on fire, or like you know, like lava, like so you molten fire. You just do the MCT. You don't actually. I do MCT, and I actually I don't even do MCT. I do coconut oil. I do coconut oil, and I do uh, butter. You don't do. You're not the butter guy. Uh, I like butter tastes good and everything, but if I'm looking for the just the mental boost, um, then I'll go medium chain triglycerides because I want the ketones. I feel like the, I go better because I like the flavor. Yeah, I feel like without the butter, you don't get that that creamy, yeah, the frothy consistency. Yeah, yeah, just straight coconut MCT oil or MCT like, oil. Yeah. Like, bleh, it just makes it all oily on the top. Like, and it's, ooh, I almost are put you too much to straight to diarrhea, Bill? Yeah, no, I, exactly. No, yeah. I just do it. It's I like do a fine line. Well, here's the thing about me that I noticed um, because people will say that like if they eat too many of particular fats, that'll have a laxative effect or whatever. I respond so well to fats. Like I can have a, sh- I can eat a lot of fat and it won't bother me. Like I'll drink, I'll buy a can of full fat coconut milk, which is a lot of fat. Like one can is like sixty something grams of fat, and I'll blend that into something. I'll add peanut butter, so I'll add even more fat, and sometimes I'll add MCT to that. So what's your? And it doesn't bother me at all. What's your theory on this? And I'm I'm interested to hear what you think because I feel like I'm the same way too with like meat fats or stuff like that like if i have uh, i could have 20 pieces of bacon and be totally fine mm-hmm. but if i have two tablespoons of oil mm-hmm. in the coffee i'm like just i'm fucking shitting myself Same. i can only do one one yep. tablespoon is just an, any more than that and it's like i got bubble guts yeah. what is that everything's all liquid huh? what is that because it's not the amount of fat content that's throwing me over because i can have i, I just can think have, i just think you're a pussy no here's what it is <laughs> you i hear you, you really i don't think. know it's interesting i don't know because on the flip side there's things that you can eat that if i eat uh you know i'm i'm a i'm a, I'm a reverse dragon you know what i mean yeah it's really funny because you have the super sensitive tummy and yeah. stuff and you don't uh, you say can, tummy <laughs> I just, sound, I just, I, I, don't love, know. I love. I feel the, molested with reverse dragon. Like, how's your, how's your? Speaking of molested, me and Adam are speaking the, of molested. Me, uh, me and Adam are in the bathroom, right? Okay, and I'm right. taking a piss at the urinal. He's in the, he's in the stall because there's only one urinal in this bathroom. Yes, and I'm still peeing. He comes out and he's talking to me about his appointment. He had an appointment yesterday with this this guy who did an assessment <laughs> on him, uh-huh. and he's showing me. It's this, our. This is while I'm peeing. Meanwhile, you're peeing. While I'm peeing, yeah. so I'm facing the stall. I'm, ho- I'm holding do you my. Do you normally do, and you pee with your pants all the way down yeah i got yeah. my dick in my hand i'm peeing okay adam is like touching my back and showing me <laughs> my arm and i'm like just kind of like this area right yeah, here I'm just, I'm just like yeah. i'm gonna completely ignore that this is weird <laughs> and just focus on the information <laughs> you think we've gotten comfortable with each other yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> i'm all i'm grabbing his show i'm like dude he had me in this position he's retracting my shoulders it right. feel this right he's like, doing uh, this all over i'm trying to pee oh yeah and then he grabs my elbow and he starts shaking it <laughs> he starts doing swirls and it's like <laughs> <laughs> So since you, since so if you, you see pee all over yeah, the floor, yeah, yeah. you'll know why. Uh, since I you br- brought it up, I want to plug our boy because, uh, and I'm very excited for the two of you. Doug and I got a chance to go and uh, see him. So I met Justin. Justin is a um, uh, doctor, chiropractor, uh, ex uh, mobility, flow, everything specialist. The guy's got. Um, all kinds of certification at the Wazoo. What's the name of his place? Uh, uh, Premier Sport spine. and Spine. Sport and Spine. Yeah. Sport and Spine in San Jose. Yeah, Premier Sport and Spine. His name's Justin. That's uh, on Cherry and and, uh, and Almaden for you San Jose listeners. Yes. Uh, the Il Nana, bro. He's so I'm like the what? Il Nana. Il Nana. Like the shit, bro. Yes. He's the he's the he is you the man. Heard that term? What does that mean? <clears throat> 
I don't even know what it's. I don't know, but it's cool. Yeah, it I, is cool. I love that. I love Il Nana. He's the Il Nana. Il Nana. Look at would you look that up, Doug? What that is? Il Nana. I've been saying that for years. I don't even fucking know, know where, it's, where the origin it's is. Just a thing. It, yeah, no, I've it's probably it. it's probably got some really funny origin. I've been saying it for all these. I years. hope it's racist because then I'll laugh. <laughs> oh. oh my god! <laughs> all right, so about that. but anyways, he's he, he's uh, and here's and I tell this is something too. I love to start my well, anytime I'm conversing with a chiropractor. I like to start off introduce myself and I say, just so you know, I don't like chiropractors. <laughs> so I, I put them on yeah, a little right, heat in the situation. Right away. Yeah. Right away. I tell them, right? And what is it? Go ahead. Oh, right. I just looked it up. What is it? Urban Dictionary. So first of all, it's based off of a song. Uh, and uh, Foxy Brown, I think, was the one that did it back in 96. And uh, ill means tight and nana means vagina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even better. It's so man. accurate. It is so accurate. Oh. All right. So, oh, so, so he doesn't like a tight so vagina. So, so he's a tight vagina. Continue. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, just made it that much better. Yeah, this means we really like you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's all. So he, uh, I, I start off with that. He laughs right away and says, "Good." So do I. And uh, you know, I said, "Here's the thing." I said, "I feel like." Uh, that that industry hasn't evolved mm -hmm. and it was the thing that attracted me uh to his business and what he was doing because mm -hmm. he doesn't just have a i mean this he has a huge office and in the, the the major centerpiece of his office is a workout floor and it's got everything he's got a little squat rack in there he's got a mace bells he's got all kinds of all kinds of tools uh, to utilize uh, inside there, and what he and, okay as a chiropractor, what do you normally see? you're going to get on there? He's going to assess you and then adjust you and do yeah, something, adjust and then you're going to go back yeah. every week for the rest exactly. of your life. First of all, we didn't even do any adjustments. You didn't, you didn't get me on the table. We didn't even talk about. Literally, we take my shoes off. We get barefoot, and like we just we broke me down from the toes up, and it was super enlightening. And that's what I want when I go to see a doctor or a chiropractor. I expect you to be able to either be able to tell me something I don't know about my body or help point me in the direction of fixing what I already know is going on with mm -hmm. me, right? And there's nothing more frustrating to me when I go to a professional and they don't. And I'm not, I, and the reason why is that I know I'm not super super smart. <laughs> like I got, I have enough knowledge and experience to get to get by and to have an understanding, and I'm very aware of my body. So to me, I don't think it takes that much to know that much more than me in that field. So when I go to these guys and they're just like they're lost for like words on what my or it could be this or it could be that versus someone like him who's like, well, let's let's totally break you down all the way from how you walk. Let's just look at your walk and like I said, taking my shoes off, assessing that and down to my toe, to my big toe. Like here's what here's And by the way, for those of you listening thinking, oh, that doesn't have that much of an influence over Fuck how your body moves. No. This is actually false. Uh if you were to amputate your big toe your uh, you would have severe um, yeah. issues with uh, with walking, running, and balance. Well, your big toe, especially, right? Correct. That, that's that, that holds a lot of your balance and and your your weight and support. It does, and uh, the body is all connected. They call it a chain because everything's connected. And you know, knowing this, the thing that used that always gets on my nerves going to people like chiropractors is that many of them, the many many that I've encountered, don't address that. They don't see that. What they see is that we're going to adjust this one exactly. thing that's out, and then they're not going to, and then they don't fix or work on what's causing that poor recruitment pattern or that that you know uh, that, that the structure to be what they would say off or out. They don't correct it. So then, what do you do? Is you go back to your regular life, and mm -hmm. it goes back to where it was, and so you end up seeing this person every single week, week in and week out. 
his idea, I mean, he, what he said the first time we met him was, I don't want, I want to get you out of here. Like, I want you to come see me for X amount of time and then you're gone. Never see me again. Yeah, he says his average, his average client, he sees four to six visits. You know, that's his goal. His goal is to get you out well, of now, it. Now, if you guys think about this, does this not reflect what we're battling with, you know, the supplement industry and like having these like quick fixes and quick like protocol for like getting fit and getting in shape and all these kinds of things. It's like people want that like immediate fix, but guess what? You're not addressing the root problem. And, uh, you know, long-term success is not something that you're going to experience. It's always going to be interrupted with that same thing. That's been, you know, taking you and detracting you from from it's because we're fucking lazy. Yeah. We're fucking lazy is what the issue is. I mean, I, and I'm, I'll be the first one to admit so I come in there, right? And I've got the hip flexor issue going on and I've got my my shoulder back stuff going on. And what sounds great is, yeah, put me on the table. Just let me lay down and pop me into place and make me feel better. Right. Like even I want that. Like I, there's a part of me that wants to go in and just make me feel better right now. You know, like, right. but, but what he did was let's, there's obviously a, a, a neurological issue that's going on. I have a poor connection somewhere. We talk about this already on the show. We have a, we, always a, talk about we have it, a yeah. butt guide for uh, sleepy butts and teaching people how to activate and, and reestablish that neurological connection. We talked about already on this episode when we got into abs, how a lot of people have a poor connection to their abdominals. They don't know how to actually flex at the, the spine. So there's these things that we already talked. Well, fuck, dude, this guy, I have I don't have the right connection to my feet. I can't even do some of that. So your feet, your toes, when you think about this, and this is something that he, he explained to me yesterday, it's such a great point. Your toes, you should be able to do the same shit with your, your toes as you can with your fucking fingers. Of course. Have you ever seen pictures of people's feet uh, like... Uh, uh, modern well societies that they're are like still hunter gatherer. Like, they're, like, they're like, yeah, their toes are all spread out. And you look at modern societies, Western societies, where we were born, uh, you know, basically put in shoes as soon as we could walk. Our toes are all scrunched and crushed together. It's not, it's not the same. Your toes are supposed to spread out, and you're right, you are supposed to be able to move them like you move your fingers. Yes. And so he gave me a simple drill, and I would be able to, and you would see a significant difference from the right to the left. All my issues are coming from my left side, runs all the way up into my left hip flexor. Guess where, it, then guess where my shoulder and all my other pain is on the opposite side, right? Which is once you get to the upper body, it, a cross it, firing it, it crosses over the other side. So everything is coming from this, this area all the way from the, and it's just, I don't have a connection. I literally could not lift my toes up. Like he's like, just lift your big toe up. I'm like, everything in me. And he's like, it's not that you can't do it. Because look at that. He can take his finger and he can lift it up. You have the flexibility. You have the mobility to do that. You just don't have the connection. Yeah, you, haven't, to, yeah. you haven't done it. Fired you haven't done it. it. And so the exercises I have to do are just lame and tedious. I mean, I literally need to do these movements with my toes and reestablish. Oh, so frustrating. I'm just thinking about it. Oh, right it, it's, I'm it's, just sitting there trying I to move. Oh, bro. It's, wait, that's why I can't wait for you <laughs> yeah. to do your assessment with them. Because I'm, I know- I'm kind of pissed we're talking about this right now because I haven't gone through it Did yet. he give you a grade? No. You don't get a score? I didn't want... Well, I see you would be competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to beat Adam. You motherfucker. Guy. Yeah. No, I'm like, well, Adam, apparently yeah. my score is better than yours. We, so. uh, <laughs> you know, and I really feel like we barely even scratched the you surface. Uh, I mean, he had me sweating bullets. We never touched anything. All just my body. Just yeah. t- telling yeah. me to take things through full range tense of motion. this area. Yes, tense. Now, he had right? me tense something. Yeah. He would take me to the wall, and I'd take my, my fist about an inch away from the wall, and then he wanted to see me protract as hard as I possibly could without moving, moving your body yeah moving my yeah. body and just making those little connections like that and then i would stop and i was like oh my god yeah, damn it such a hard movement and then just like we laid flat fast uh face down 
worked on my shoulder mobility just to see where I was at. And then to show me like, this is how much range you have. Like he'd grab me and be like, you've got all this range. But when I let go, when I ask you to do it, I'm like this much, you know, like that's yeah. all I can do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was very, uh, very enlightening, uh, very exciting. I'm really excited about this, the relationship that we're we're forging with him right now because. Well, this is good because I want to learn from people like this who are so, I mean, they go down to the fine, fine detail mm-hmm. because it's going to help us present the larger, you know, the, the big picture. Because what we do really well right. is we take information we put it together and we process it, and yeah, we, we present it in, in a way that's you know digestible, understandable. Person, yeah, could, Ex- could take it and run with it. Exactly. So I, that's that's what I'm excited about. You know, in this in this particular sense. Yeah. And, if, and looking ahead in the future, there are some courses that the the three of us have agreed. I don't want to talk about it yet because we haven't signed up for anything yet. But we are looking to sign up for courses and you know education programs that are out of our realm. Um, to do a few things. Number one, increase uh, or, or improve the quality of the show because mm-hmm. it always gives us great things to talk about. But B, um, I mean, never stop learning. Right. You know what I mean? And there's always epiphanies. You know, you go in and you learn something new and it's like, boom. All of a sudden, I have an epiphany with my deadlift, even though we were just talking about, you know, my toe. Well, I see someone like this and I, and I mm-hmm. can't help but stress to people that um, it is so worth the money just to, to learn this about your body. Whether you go on and apply it and put it to practice and make the effort to, to move better and learn to move, right? It, I, that's up to you. That's on you. But at least to get that knowledge of what is going on, I mean, it's just, to me, it's it's invaluable. It's invaluable, and there's not a, and there's not a lot of people out there, I feel like, that do this. Because in America, we really are in this business of, you know, fixing, or like, after you have the problem, you know, giving you this temporary fix or temporary pill to solve whatever whatever the issues, but not really addressing the root cause of things, and mm. to have somebody uh, totally flip that business model on its head, very exciting. And I really believe this is the future of like your chiropractic work, mm-hmm. your physical therapy, really getting into diving into these root causes and helping people with the, just the way they move and identifying and actually having an action plan instead yes. of just come see me. I yes. agree. I agree. That's one of the reasons why as a personal trainer, one of the reasons why I did so well was because of that, because I would actually address issues, train people accordingly. I didn't just hammer them. Same thing with you guys. Oh, um, thanks for including us. Yeah, no, 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 actually, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I just speak for myself, but uh, you guys do the same thing. And yeah, for sure. One of the reasons why we're, we were so successful. And here's the thing as a trainer, one of the uh, best metrics you can use to judge whether or not you're an excellent trainer is how long a client will stay with you. Mm-hmm. Not just how many you can get, um, but how long they, can, they they will stay with you. And if you're a trainer and you've been a trainee for five years and you've got clients with you that have been with you for five years or longer, you're kicking ass because the average client doesn't train with a trainer for very long. It's usually three to six months. And that's because trainers focus so heavily on beating the crap out of people that they couldn't stay with you if they wanted to. Well, you you brought up something one time that I think is is a really good indicator, and I feel like it's something that it's taken me years in my career to get to this level where literally your client calls you for anything to do with their body. Right. Yeah, yeah. It could be from a headache to an ache, a pain to a not nauseous to dizzy, sleep. lights, can't sleep. Whatever, yes, yeah. anything going on with them. They believe and trust in your your ability to help them solve this or know someone who can exactly, which yeah. is you know because of course a lot of times you know, I have to refer out. I have to say you know what you know it could be this could be that, but if it's still getting worse, it, or it could be something more serious, and so you need to go see this guy and like trust that me. I know yeah 
Yeah, he's so, going to take care of exactly. you. Exactly. You, you want to be a maven. Yes. Yeah, because you know a lot of a lot of clients will call their trainers and be like, "Oh, I hurt my shoulder yesterday moving some boxes. I think I need to take today off." Whereas uh, one of my clients would call me and say, "Ooh, I hurt my shoulder yesterday moving some boxes." Need to come in and see you. I'm gonna come. I want to come see you. Um, can we work on it? You know, and so they don't miss workouts. Number one and number two, they know that uh, you know lo- the, the longevity becomes the goal, right. and it becomes their goal too. And then it, too, and so it becomes something that they look in, on the on the long term. So it's yeah. good stuff. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, we've been running episodes, and they're popular episodes on you know how to train particular body parts and the pitfalls that you need to look out for. And the training techniques you should apply, and I think a lot of times, as uh, you know, we've been trainers for a very long period of time. We've now had this show for about a year and a half. We forget that those basic things um, are what people, a lot of people, need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we talked about abs, and we talked about shoulders, and um, so I think the next body part we should talk about. I'll pick this one because you picked the last one. One of you guys picked the the last one. Um, I picked I li- glutes. I think. Of course you did. Yeah. Uh, quads. <clears throat> Let's talk about quad training. I like how to get, I'm, how glad to get you those... sep- I'm glad you separated the legs too because mm, a lot yes. of people want one or the other more I like that's... you know hamstrings or quads no I think we'll do a separate episode on on hamstrings because I mean when I think about the two there's so much information on on either one yeah mm-hmm. we, we should devote a whole episode I so. agree I agree um quad training so uh before we get into I guess exercises and stuff what are some issues you guys see with people in terms of developing good quads or things that prevent people from developing? Well, I think depth is, is, is something that I see quite a bit, especially with the squat. I mean, getting like proper connectivity from, um, you know, getting the muscle in a position where you're actually going to fire, uh, at its full length. Uh, a lot of times like, uh, knees or, or pains or like past injuries, a lot of times prevent, uh, proper range of motion, but that's one of the biggest thing I see. I don't, I don't see them getting uh, proper depth, even if it's in a lunge, uh, you know, just dropping into proper depth. Yeah, getting get a full range of motion uh, is very, very important with every single muscle. I would actually say that's probably the, the biggest thing, I think, with quads. It's probably yeah. one of the the very few people. I just had somebody, so this is kind of cool because it's, it's indirectly answering a question. Uh, I saw it this morning that somebody had posted on the picture I took of my squat where I was really deep, and I mm-hmm. wrote a post mm-hmm. about... This was a big deal for me that not weight wise. I mean, 275 pounds is not like a max squat for me, but the ability to take my body through full range of motion, get that deep into a squat. And they were like, well, what's the why would you do that? Or why would you go beyond 90? And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? If you can if you can move your body through a, a greater range of motion, you want to, especially if you can do it without hurting yourself. Right. And so I think the thing to, to understand, though, that's important is that you work up to that. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a goal. Right? My goal was to to be able to ask to the grass squat. Doesn't mean that you have to do that immediately. You don't go from your squatting. If you have poor range of motion right now and you're a quarter squatter, and then you think, oh, your goal well, is to go down a little further. Than yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I saw Adam squatting ass to grass. Now I, I and he said that's really good for me. I'm going to squat ass to grass. Like, no, I. What you didn't see is me working up to right because you press too fast, you're going to put too much stress on the ligaments, and this is where a lot of the safety protocols are in place for like you know 90 degrees and and these certain specifics that. That they try and limit that because if you do increase too quickly, you're going to put a lot of strain on on the support system. Well, here's the thing: if you do uh, partial rep squats, or you know, you don't go even down to 90 degrees, which most people who squat just do it that way, 
you're actually putting more stress on the knee than 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 you would if you were able to do a proper full squat. Um, if you look at the anatomy of a squat and you look at someone stopping halfway down, you'll notice they're getting more knee extension and less hip extension. And it's going when they stop and reverse their weight. Remember this: when you're taking away, if I take 100 pounds and I'm squatting down with it, in order for me to reverse the weight, I have to stop it and reverse it. Which means momentarily, because this is just momentum, momentarily I'm that weight is more than 100 pounds. And it's mm-hmm. stressed at the levers. Right, and it's stressed at the knees. Yeah. If I can yeah, do a full, a full 90 or full squat below 90, uh, more of that stress is going to go to my hips. And my hips are designed or we evolved to be able to handle much more load. Even though the knee is a massive joint and it can handle lots of load, the hips can handle more. Mm-hmm. They're more mobile. Um, and they could just handle more weight and you want to be able to transfer that mm-hmm. load more to the hips and the knees. And so believe it or not, and I'm talking proper form now, I'm not talking shitty form, proper form, a full squat will actually take less uh, stress off of the knees than a even half or quarter squat. Here's the second thing I want to, I want people to understand. Uh, to Adam was talking about full range of motion. We talk about this all the time on the show where if you train a muscle within full range of motion, you're going to get better gains, okay? But here's the thing. That comes from treating squats and lunges like a skill, not like an exercise. There's a big difference. Uh, the difference is this. If I'm treating squats and lunges like an exercise, I'm trying to get a hard burn. I'm trying to get really fatigued. I'm trying to sweat hard. You know, trying sweat to push a lot. more weight. I'm trying to push more weight. If I'm treating it like a skill, I'm practicing it. I'm in the gym, mm-hmm. and I've got enough weight to where I feel resistance, but I'm practicing my squats. I'm practicing my lunges. I'm constantly getting better range of motion. I'm constantly trying to... Uh, make it the form much better. Make my joints feel more mobile. Each rep is very intentional. Very intentional. I'm just practicing. Like if I was learning to, you know, ride a bike. You know, you don't get on a bike and right away I'm going to sprint as hard as I can. I'm practicing every single day, getting better and better. And what'll end up happening naturally is you're going to get stronger and you'll be able to challenge yourself more. And you're going to get better muscle development. But for argument's sake, let's just pretend for a second that a full squat will build the same amount of muscle as a half squat. Let's just say that they're equal in terms of how much muscle they're going to build. Which they're not, but let's pretend. But let's just say, let's yeah. just pretend and say, which is not true, but let's just pretend. If that's the case, you still want to do a, front, uh, a full squat because the full squat is going to give you more strength in a, long, in a longer range of motion. So that strength that you're going to gain from that exercise <laughs> is going to transfer to the lower depths, which I promise you in life, there is going to be a moment in time when you're going to be at a lower depth, whether you're picking up a kid or you're coming up off the floor, mm-hmm. where you're going to want that extra strength. So it's just it's just full range of motion uh, is so important with every single body part, but this is the biggest limiting factor that I see too with, with quads because <clears throat> squatting and lunging fully is a challenge and it's a skill. Well, it takes practice. It, right? it, and frequency is king. Frequency is king with everything, but God, with legs... Big yeah. time. Oh, and and with something like increasing mobility. So yes. even when I'm not squatting, even when I'm not doing my mobility drills, you'll find me. So in the morning, I just this happens today. Okay. So for three hours, I'm standing on my feet, I'm teaching a class, I'm, you know, I'm up and down, I'm moving around. And, you know, I have these moments where I've got a couple of minutes where I don't have to be doing anything. So what am I doing? I'm getting all the way sitting down. I'm yeah. sitting my ass down on my yes. Like I'm squatting stand, down like and I'm there. messing with my 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 stance really wide squatting I down. Do it all the time and then I push my knees yes. out, open yep. my hips up and a little rotation Turn for my open feet up. out. Yeah. Totally. So and just being aware of that and incorporating that all the time like whenever I can has made a huge difference. Yeah. You know it's funny you go to some of these uh some foreign countries, I believe some of the uh, the countries in the uh, in the east and you'll see 
old people um, stand, uh, sitting in a squat uh, on the sides of the road, like just relaxing, smoking a cigarette. Around. These are people who are mm-hmm. in their 60s and 70s. I see Doug nodding his head because he's traveled to a lot of these countries. I think in Japan, that's even common, right? Where people will just sit on their heels or whatever. This And they don't work out. It's not like they exercise that way. It's just frequency. They, since children, mm-hmm. have learned to sit in that position. Well, and when they're old, I mean, how many 70-year-olds do you personally know that can sit in a squat? Right. Not very many. Yeah. Right. How many 30-year-olds do you know that can personally sit in a squat? Or yeah. 20-year-olds? Yeah. And it's not because they work out. It's part of their culture to sit in that position. And it's just frequency. So, so what Adam was pointing to is very true. And if you treat the squat and the dead in the uh, excuse me the lunge um, as skills, and you go in the gym and find today's chest day or today's whatever day, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to go and get under the bar, go real light, and just practice my skill. You start to treat it that way. Oh, you just wait to see the gains you get in your legs, especially. Well, and this is what's happened to me in the last year is I've I've been telling you guys that I've been I squat almost every day right now. But people hear that and they go like, "Oh shit, he's crushing!" No, I'm not crushing legs every day. Hell no, I'm not stupid, you know. But I am getting under a bar, or I am just taking my body weight through full range of motion in a in some sort of a squat or a lunge position, just to keep that frequency of that mobility of taking myself through full range of motion. And it's you'll think of a baby you guys ever most babies sit like that most babies uh, sit when they can once they can start to walk toddlers yeah right they'll get uh, toddlers right you're not a baby isn't going to be walking Look right at that baby squatting <laughs> can barely, can't even walk as soon as a baby as soon as a baby or as soon as a toddler can walk yeah and they're sitting and they're, go, they're playing 90 percent of the time they're not they're They've not got like a perfect olympic squat they do they, yeah. they they, yeah. they open up you see they open their feet up a little bit they sit all the way down they're all the way ass to the grass and they're playing with toy they can sit there for a half hour, hour it's time. so funny you point that out because it's like we have the range of motion when we're children mm-hmm. we just don't have the uh, neuromuscular connection to have the strength within that range of motion which is what we learn through movement right and instead we learn movements that erase that range of motion or such a such a great point right there is that and this is something that we talked about yesterday with me is that you just you lose that connection if you were to lay on a table on your back and i took almost anybody i could take you all the way into an ass to grass well with your leg i could drive your knee up into your chest and most people will be able to to do that that's right your body will maybe deviate a little bit but you have the the, you've taught yourself out of that yes exactly but you may not be able to pull yourself into that position because you don't have that that connection anymore and you've got this shortened range of motion and then to add to that a lot because we're talking to a fitness audience you've got this shortened range of motion you become very you know hip flexor quad dominant that and you've and you've totally stopped taking the body then you go and you run on a treadmill and you just concrete that fucking <laughs> bad connection. Reinforce uh, that Reinforce same a signal. bad connection. Shitty. And continue to do these quarter squats. It's like, yeah. oh my God, like you're just, you have no idea what you're setting yourself mm-hmm. up for, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's the other thing, too. Uh, you know, there's lots of, uh, one, a lot of people's favorite machine in the gym for quads uh, is leg extensions. Mm-hmm. And I really can't stress this enough. Uh, if you're going to do an isolation movement for your quads, which, by the way, uh, isolation movement, if you want to add volume, Great, great way to add volume to isolate the quads. Uh, it's definitely not a muscle builder. But I will say this. Uh, if you can, if your knees are healthy and you can do this, a sissy squat performed properly will shit on a leg extension. If you want to build quads and you want to add volume with an, what's an isolation movement, like I said, if you have healthy knees, sissy squats destroy uh, leg extensions. And what's funny is I've been talking about sissy squats now 
for a while. In fact, I did an old video on YouTube maybe three, four years ago. Everybody's like, what's this movement? I've never seen this movement. It was a very popular movement uh, in the 60s and 70s. Nope, everybody stopped doing them when leg extension machines got popular. But you're starting to see people do them now. Because I think people start to realize that sissy squats are a great variation mm-hmm. of a squat, and that'll build the quads up. Two things: one, uh, because you're saying that, it's, I think it's important that we do this. I think that's the ne- next thing that we put on YouTube is the sissy squat, and two, to show people how to, to do it show right. people how to do this correctly. And this is now going to become uh, almost an every time I train my legs exercise because I was talking to Justin uh, yesterday when we were doing my system. Well, part of uh, training to strengthen my my feet and connection my feet is actually getting up on into full full plantar flexion as hard as i can and you know squatting down and moving down very similar to that that movement you have like a sissy squat you know it's funny it's going to benefit me in two huge ways and you know what's interesting you showed me a while ago you showed me how you did a sissy squat i don't know if you remember and i tried to help correct your form a little bit yeah because you were sitting down into it where you should have the hips elevated well when we film it we'll we'll, you know we'll demo and i wonder if that was coming from your toes 100 percent, i'm sure because i just just you making that connection right now that you noticed that and i know what i had a hard time yesterday doing Mm -hmm. was getting all the way up on my toes Yeah. And he kept trying to reinforce plantar flexion harder, harder. You know, get yourself all the way up as high as you can on those toes. When you do that, that automatically throws the hips back, right? Well, see, so, so, so my legs, my quads in particular, respond super easily to exercise. Always have. I, I wasn't born with big legs uh, or big quads. I had very skinny legs. I think my knees were probably bigger than my legs. Um, but there was a summer. Uh, I want to say it was my freshman, it was my sophomore, uh, summer going into my sophomore year of high school. And I really learned how to squat properly. Mm-hmm. And I think I gained like 15 pounds that year. And it was from squats and deadlifts. And my legs exploded. I remember my, my mom had to buy me all new pants and jeans. Um, and it was from the heavy squatting. My legs responded real well. It wasn't because um, you're, you know, making a mess. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I shit my pants. Crotch. No, it was my uh, it was my log uh, my legs responding, and so I had this unique uh, ability to really observe what makes my legs grow fast and what doesn't. So it's like I can almost apply something and I can tell right away. Like, okay, this is really effective. And one technique um, that I've that I find that works very well for the quads. And believe it or not, there are some people listening right now that have a poor connection to the quads. I know it's more common to have. You know, be quad dominant. Mm-hmm. But there are some people, you'll see them do a squat and it just looks like a good morning because they can't sit into the squat, um, is to try to do a what's called a pre-exhaust superset. And what a pre-exhaust superset does is it takes a muscle that's involved in many compound movements, like let's say a, a quadricep that's involved in your quadriceps <laughs> that are involved in squats, pre-exhaust them with an isolation movement and then going to squats. So we just talked about sissy squats. Here's a great combination, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You can try this on your own. Uh, proceed with uh, caution. It is very difficult. Your legs will catch on fire. But you do a set of sissy squats and then go immediately into a barbell squat, and you will get the most intense pump of your entire life. Well, I love that superset. Oh, that's a that's a go to move for me. Oh, right there, you, for your sure. quads will just. <clears throat> well, I used to use that. So, and it was you who got me into the sissy squat because I'll be honest. Before we all met, like a sissy squat was not something I did. And I used to do leg extensions into that. Into squats. Yeah, mm-hmm. leg extensions into squat, and it would give me this this massive pump for that exact reason. But, I mean, the sissy... Yeah, I would do the, uh, like, pulling the sled backwards, like we also... Beautiful. You know, yeah, Thank I would, you. I would do that and then uh, bring it right into the squat and get a massive pump from that. Which is another great way. And that would be, like, you could even do that even explosively, right? So getting into yeah. your... Uh, 
firing your central nervous let's, system. Let's talk about that. So there's, exactly. there's, there's two, okay, that's a good point. There's two different things we're kind of talking about right there. Right. There's, there's a pre-exhaust technique, mm-hmm. which which is, is more sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Exactly. More you're, trying to maximize the pump. There's a way more to, to produce more performance in that very specific lift. Right. Right. Because the way at, so the way Justin was talking about it um, is kind of you know the, the term is post uh, post activation potentiation, I believe. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you're trying to do is you're priming the central nervous system to fire better so it's like you you go up to the amplifier and you boost it before you turn the speakers on Mm -hmm. which are the muscles um and it recruits more muscle fibers and this is actually a very you know backed uh theory it's been tested many many times athletes will do this uh advanced athletes will use this technique and what you're doing is you're trying to call upon the central nervous system to fire rapidly and strongly then you go to your slower grinding movement so what Justin was talking about would be like a, a like you could do it with with sled pulling, mm-hmm. or you could even get like let's say I got my squat rack ready, I've got my barbell ready with my weights. I do three or four really explosive hard jumps off yeah. the ground, then I move right into my squat. Right. The goal is to not fatigue my legs with those jumps. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get them to fire get the hard. Spark Prime, that, priming that neutral yeah. that central nervous system. Yeah, you just want it to fire really, really hard. Like a lightning bolt. You're not trying to get tired. God, people fuck that up all the time, man. Yeah. I see them doing the plyos and it's like they do them to fatigue. Well, like, we what talked are you doing? about it was a long time. Like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is, is watching people do plyometrics just to, for fatigue purposes. When, you know, in fact, like if you're using them properly, there's so much a better use for them as Way. far as like getting everything to respond. Well, that's what it's supposed with to do. With a quickness. This, it, all you're doing is getting endurance. It accelerates everything yeah, when you use it properly. You're just building endurance when you're jumping to fatigue. Yeah. So no, don't jump. Just this, fucking is those, this is one of those things, too, that I think uh, this is what annoys me about CrossFit and programs like that that are so fatigue-based programs that, that they're taking moves, they're taking exercises that we've been That have doing. a particular purpose. They do. They have a, a purpose, and to maximize that purpose, you don't do it to exhaustion like that. I mean, and it, this is so funny you brought that up, Justin, because yesterday I was sharing um, our YouTube video and I was showing uh, my uh, my buddy. I was like, check this out. This is uh, you know, here's a this is what we're going to be doing with our YouTube to be giving out all this, helping people out with like small tips like this, real short videos that are great information to help them, you know, boost their workouts. And I give I showed him the sled pull going mm-hmm. into the going to the squat. Yeah. He's like, and I was telling explaining to him the sound. And before I could even finish, like really explaining, he was like, oh man, that's really cool. You know, let me. I want to do that, and then I'll do this, and then he like he starts rambling off all the things that he wants like, to add to just that. to exhaust the fuck yes, out of himself. Yes, to like oh, yeah. then I'll do a walking. I'm like, whoa, bro. No, yeah. what you don't get is <laughs> yeah. that's not the idea. The I'm not showing you that because this is going to kill you, or that's the you know I'm trying to show you how to fire something at optimal, and you will feel it and you will notice a difference. It's not I'm trying to just fatigue you by giving you some crazy two things together back to back, which I feel like when people see this shit. That's how they think. They're like, "Oh, this will kill you. Do this and do that." It's like, no. no. The difference is, we're going to explain it so people can see. Here's the thing: if you use tools for their purpose and you train them properly for their purpose, my God, the results you're going to get are yeah. phenomenal. If you use these tools and you take all these tools, you have your explosive tools, you have your tools for your maximal strength, you have your your tools and techniques for maximizing, you know, sarcoplasmic hypertrophy and endurance mm-hmm. and all those things. If you take all those and just do them to fatigue, you're only aiming for one form of adaptation. I mean, if I do plyo jumps properly, I'm increasing my connectivity to my muscles and I'm making myself fire faster and harder. If I take plyo boxes, plyo uh, box jumps and do them to fatigue, 
I'm just training endurance. Yeah, you're doing cardio. It's the same thing. I'm doing you're cardio. You're just doing fucking cardio. Yeah, That's there's no difference. I, it annoys the shit out of me when I see... Then I'm back to picking on CrossFit again when I see these box jumps that they do because it's exactly that. They're exhausted and they got 20 box jumps and they're just like barely getting up yeah. on top of the box. There's no hardcore central nervous system firing right there. No, you're no. too fatigued. You're just so fucking gassed right now. Your body is just trying to get up. It there. doesn't even know where it's recruiting. It's yeah, just like it's exactly. Whatever firing get, everywhere. You're, well, well, but they're training your stamina, dude. That's that's it. It. They're, all they're getting really. Endurance. They're getting really right. good at being able to jump on a box while they're really tired. Is what, yeah. what ends up happening. But the the video that you're that you were talking about me doing the sled and the and the squat. The way I did that particular one. The way I pieced that together was, I did. I drove a sled. Uh, down uh, both sides, uh, both ends of the uh, of the track or whatever. Long, slow strides. Long, slow strides. I didn't put a shit ton away. I think I had three forty fives on there, um, and my goal was just to get deep, hard squeezes and pushes. And then I walked over to the squat rack. I didn't run over there like I need to. Oh, I got to get over there real quick so I don't get too much rest. Now I walked over there. I got under the bar. Uh, I had submaximal load on it, so I think I had two seventy five. And my goal was just to go down real control, come up nice and hard, and put it up. And that's it. There was no fatigue involved. Yeah, I wasn't hammered. Probably by could it. have done eight reps of that, maybe even. You know what I'm saying? Like no, no point. No, I was just getting really good at it, and my legs feel really good today. And I've been, you know, when 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 you incorporate these tools properly. Uh, you just you just progress. I don't know how else to put it. You yeah, know, I, I don't know yeah. any better way to put it than the fact that you'll end up progressing pretty regularly. And so, really, treat if you treat your squats and lunges like a skill, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of you will not have problem developing your quads. And if you really want to get those quads, you know, if you really want to tear them down, which is another technique, yeah. uh, try the pre-exhaust, man. And there you that, that's when you go to fatigue. If you do the sissy squats to squats. Then go for the fatigue, go for the reps. Yeah, because we've talked about sissy squats and squatting and lunging. Those are the primary sources that you're going to uh, go to for for your quadriceps to really build and develop that. Uh, but, I mean, how do you guys feel also about, like, step-ups and heavy, heavy-loaded heavy step-ups and that kind of a thing? Heavy-loaded heavy loaded step-ups are... Uh, amazing. So are so is using a box and doing a one legged squat on a box. Right. If you're not flexible to do, enough to do a pistol squat, pistol squat by the way, very hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Plus, quad I exercise. feel there's there's a way to incrementally increase that. So like as far as like you're talking about cross with like the boxes, box jumps. People like see all these these boxes and these step ups. Um, th- there's a way that you can then incrementally, if you don't have range of motion that's supported to get you up to a higher position, don't do it. You have to incrementally make your way up uh, to position. But think about that in terms of life, like when you're trying to move and, and maybe you have to climb over something or something's a little like a steps a bit taller. Like if you're not going to actively do these things while carrying weight or maybe you have a backpack or whatever, it's very a functional uh, a strength move everybody should should work at. Here's a little tip too for step ups on a box, which is great leg exercise. So it's just the base, it's what it sounds like. I put my leg up on it and I step up and then step back down. Um is to control the descent. Yeah. So when you step down and also get more vertical in your approach. Yes. So when you when you step down, s- slow that down. Practice going down real slow so that you're not just poof, stepping down the floor yeah. with the other leg. You're going to get more knee extension there. You're going to get more quad than you will on the way up when you're pushing up with the hip. Mm-hmm. And then I think what Justin was referring to is if you kind of stay close to the box. So if I step down but stay close to the box, I'm going to yes. get more quad. Yes. And then if I step back away from the box where I'm going to get more hip. So one is more knee extension. One is more hip extension. And if you're trying to really get the quads to work, mm-hmm. what you want to do is stay close to the box. But try that. Try getting up on a box. Here's a, here's a, here's a fun fun technique you can do this for single for for sets of one 
or two is get a heavyweight, so step up on a box without the weight, pick up the weight while you're on the box, hold it in a stable position, so maybe one dumbbell, you know, where you're holding it at your chest, and then just step down real slow. Put the dumbbell back on the box, step up without the dumbbell, pick up the dumbbell, and go down again. You're kind of doing these this kind of variation you're of force negatives. Yeah, that that eccentric portion yeah. of, of resisting the it on the way down. Yeah. So you're not just on the dropping way down, down no. and you know, landing hard on your heel. You're trying to go as slow as you can and resist that weight as you drop down. You want to get you want to talk about soreness. Holy shit, oh, yeah. man. Accentuating the eccentric uh on a lift uh really uh, I mean, strength that's a whole it caused other, a lot of damage. That's a whole other topic, but yeah. it's probably the most neglected part of a movement because people don't realize we can actually build more strength and muscle in the eccentric motion than we can concentrically. So yep. if you are somebody who's always just kind of pumping out the reps and you're not really paying attention on that on that de- deceleration of, of a movement, you're missing out on a big uh, a big piece of actually really being able to grow or, or, or add gains. Notice, too, you didn't hear us say anything. We're trying to build quads. There's not one fucking Smith machine or leg press variation that we brought up no you literally could take the step you up can add the, bo- yeah the stick up the step up the lunge the the squat and enough variations for those those right. things to your fucking blue and sissy squat like that's another squat those break, are all right? there's like yeah. five yeah. variations all of squats. each yeah there's front a, loaded kettlebell squats yeah whatever all yeah. kinds exactly we didn't even talk about front squats oh, that's probably front the squat biggest front money we gotta go into that yeah front squats is probably one of the biggest that's money the biggest ma- bang for yeah for quads right quads is probably front squatting whether it's loaded with kettlebells or the barbell if you if you if you have the uh, shoulder mobility to be able to do that right uh which you can do multiple different types of grips which would also help with your wrist but that's usually the limitation there for the front squat. Yeah, front yeah. Squat. I, I, personally, I, I need to practice. I don't have the wrist flexibility like you do, Justin. So I do the cross grip on the bar with the front squat, which right, is just which the is bodybuilder just form. as effective. Yeah, for legs, for legs, for legs. It is. Yeah. yeah. Here's a great superset. God, I haven't done this in a long time. Guess what? I'm going to do Monday next week. I'm doing this the superset front squats to back squats. You guys ever do that before? <laughs> you, you don't have to change the weight. So yeah, normally with the front squat, I'm not as strong. I'm, you know, most people are not going to be able to lift as much on the front squat as they are on the back squat. Okay. So you get under the bar with the front squat. So it's going to be light for back squats anyway, right? So I might yeah. have, let's say, 225 on there. Do my reps there. Rack it up. Get underneath it now so that it's on my back and go straight into my so back. So you've already squats. lit up your quads, lit them up with my front squats. And now you're just you now know, I'm incorporating more squats. little more glutes and hamstrings, but yeah. I'm still getting full range of motion. And they're still involved. Oh yeah. man, I've done I did those back in the day. That I've was actually, a gnarly. It's combo. not a bad combo. Yeah. I've actually not done that. I'm going to have to do that now because yeah. I'm curious. To see yeah, because the other way around is you can't go back squat to front no, no, squat because no, you're no, stronger no, on the back. No, squat. yeah, that You'll would be no, fatigued. No, no, no. That would be a mistake. That would be not good. Exhaust this going into. Yeah, no thanks. Not again. Well, you know. Hey, that brings up a, you know people always ask our program design. That's a simple little thing. Oh, there's a little there's a little idea. There. Yeah, there's there's a small little thing that we would do that it's important that their order is important. There. Right. You know you, you can't reverse that. Yeah, it's no. Not work the yeah, same. you could, but it wouldn't be idea. It wouldn't no, be. A good, I mean, it was, wouldn't be a safe good idea to dumb. do that, and you'll get more benefits from going the other direction. But. I, I want to cringe every time I come to the gym now because it's there's always at least one or two people that are doing this. They're doing some goofy fucking Smith machine variation for you know their quads or legs, right. or they're doing some leg press variation, turning on their fucking side, internally rotating their hips, and like leg pressing on their side, you know, to leg press to try and develop the sweep in their quad, you know. Or, <laughs> yeah, I or you know, I just. 
it's like so removed from that stuff oh i see it every day man i see it every day and it's like if you just you you could there's so many different variations of the squat that you could do that are going to benefit you so much more than that move right now here's what's funny too we were just talking about building squats as a skill like if you got if you got a beginner or whatever average person put them on a leg press uh, biomechanics are pretty easy to lear- learn on a, be- on a leg press. It's far less of a skill involved in a leg press than there is in a squat, which is mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons why people do them. You're right? kind of reacting more than you're really like a participant. Yeah. So you do your leg press. You got a guy doing his leg press. He's new. It's a neat way he, to actually say that. It's true. They're doing 100 pounds. They add 100 pounds to their leg press. You take another guy, his twin brother, and you have him do a squat. Doesn't add any weight because he needs to perfect it. All he's doing is perfecting his squat, learning the skill, getting better depth. Over the course of six weeks, his squat goes from shitty form, bad skill, to now he's got an excellent squat and really hasn't added weight on it. He's still built more, more muscle. He's built more muscle than the guy doing the leg press who added 100 pounds uh, because he hadn't had to learn a skill, so he added 100 pounds to his leg press. Guaranteed. Oh. Guaranteed. We, yep. We've talked about you know the, the crazy things that's happened to me when I, when I stopped using all those machines, the leg curls, the leg extensions, the leg presses. The carryover, right? Oh, fuck. Going back well, to those? I, I'll get on a leg, pre- leg press right now, single leg press, six plates on each side for reps, no problem. And I haven't done a leg press in probably mm-hmm. six plus mm-hmm. months. But I've been squatting like crazy, and when any time I go back, and just imagine if I actually leg pressed for three or four workouts in a row, what I would see an increase. But I don't give a well, shit. Well, the motor unit recruitment has increased like tenfold once you start really connecting to, you know, these multi-chain like like lot bigger gross movement patterns like you've established. Like you're just connected to that. So now going back into isolation movements, please. You know, you already have a louder signal, and, and you know, don't and don't forget, you can add uh, lots of frequency to training your legs by doing. You know, we're talking shit about all these machines like the leg press and the Smith machine, but there is there there is one use for them that I would program into someone's workout, and that is if they need to add more and more frequency. So if this person's in the gym squatting, you know, three days a week and learning lunging and doing those things, and that's the foundation of the routine. But now they go in on a weekend and they're going in for a light workout and they're they, they're kind of sore or whatever and, and you know they don't need to they don't want to go through a full range of motion squat because they just did yesterday. That would be the time I would say is okay to go in and go real light on some of these machines and just add more volume to your total week. Mm-hmm. That's where you could see some benefit of that because it's not going to damage your muscle as much, but it's going to add a little bit more. Of a stimulus. 100%, 100%. That's why when you're doing moves like That's t- when you'll see us using machines. That's why I think it's silly to see somebody doing a, you'll, and why, one, when I get on a leg press, part of the reason why I never put both feet on the leg press and I do single leg is because I don't want to have to put 12 plates on there. Because, of, and, and I'm not trying to like max out my leg press. I give a fuck if I do 12 plates or 30 plates. Yeah. Because when I'm doing a leg press, it is, it's on the opposite day that I would be doing squatting or doing a real move that's really going to benefit me. It's just trying to increase volume, get a pump maybe. And so I don't need super, super heavy weight or load to do that. And that would be silly. If I'm really trying to get my legs doing 15 to 20 plates on the leg press is not going to come close to me going over and doing 315 deep, deep squats. Like, and, or, or a very, if you just did squat, and do a variation of the squat, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, do tempo, pause squats, do do some other shit related to that, and you're going to get twice the benefit that you will on that leg press. But if you want to increase volume, you don't want to do as much damage. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah go lighter you know, on there, get a little pump from it. But to me, I'm like, why well, do I don't want to do two legs because then I got to load more plates. I can just do one leg and put a few plates on there and, and get exactly what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, machines are frequency and volume matters. That's the way I look at them. Um, it's funny, too, because bodybuilders will call them finishing exercises. They're just applying it wrong. They're doing it at the end 
end of a fully fatiguing workout, it's better off on different days. I would say yeah. just to add, you know, just to add uh, more of that that frequency of stimulus to, to right. send that signal another time that you wouldn't be sending that signal. Right? You've exactly. already sent that signal to the legs after squatting, so it's you've sent that loud signal. You've done your good work for the day for legs. So the next day when you come, and just to keep that signal up, yeah, fire that signal again. Just you know, that's when you would do it versus that's it. waiting seven. Here's days. another thing too uh, for you more advanced lifters. Uh, once you've kind of mastered your squat. If you really want to keep the tension on your quads and you really want to develop your quads, lighten the load a little bit. Do your full range of motion squat at the top of the rep. This is an old school bodybuilding technique, but it's effective. At the top of the rep, squeeze the shit out of your quads. Just tense the hell out of your quads for five to ten seconds and then lower back down into your squat. So you're pausing at the top, but you're not resting. You're not standing there with the weight. You're just flexing the hell out of your quads. And then going it's like back a down. Combo of a of a loaded squat with a tension squat. With a tension squat, um, it, you're and, and and trust me when I say this, go light because you will. Right. This is fire. You fatigue God, very very quickly. There's so much with that that we could experiment with. Oh, dude! In it, the future. It, the funny thing too, Justin, is you talk a lot about tension, tension techniques. Yeah. Oh, and I don't see you know the the modern the modern muscle building world doesn't do this anymore. And it I think that, I think drugs have ruined everything because yeah. they've oh, they gotten totally away from. They it. forget all these techniques. It's but dude, the pump. Dude, we're chasing the pump. The pump is so, it's so much sexier. That's why. Mm. So, uh, holding an isometric hole like a wall sit or, you know, pressing against the wall or any sort of like what you're saying, flexing your quad. There's nothing sexy about that. It's not as sexy as getting the pump. The pump you feel, the pump you see. The bodybuilders have chased that so hard that if we've got it ingrained in everybody's head that you're not getting a good workout unless you have just flooded your muscles with as much blood as possible and water to get this massive pump because that must correlate with because that's a temporary bigger yeah, <laughs> that goes yeah. away. You know what I'm saying? Very like temporary. Very temporary. I mean, there's some benefit to it, but if you but you know, these of course, guys I'm not focus. saying there's not yeah. benefit. I'm just saying that it's become the focus. That's it. It's that, that every everyone's chasing that's, the pump. That's all they do, and, and that's you, how you describe. A good, like a guy tells you a good workout, right. it's based off of his pump. But you oh, would use that only, yeah, you would use that specifically for a phase where that was a focus, right? Exactly. It, whereas, you know, they stay in that pretty much the entire time because that's what they want. It well, every I, time, right? Like, chasing the pump. Like yeah. I said, I think the drugs really have uh, just, they, they've, they've muddied the water. And there's there, a lot of these techniques that, that bodybuilders and strength athletes used in the past, nobody really does them anymore, maybe because they don't feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. But I, I look, uh, we're talking about quads right now, but apply that to any body part. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Try it to, you know, on your bench press. You know, go at the very top, keep a tight grip on the bar, and try to squeeze your hands together. Right. Get your pecs to fire really fucking hard at the top for three, you know, three to five seconds, and then go back down into your bench press and press up again. This is a, an excellent technique for almost any body part. It's very bodybuilder esque. Because it's more isolate, you know, isolative in right. terms of what muscle you're but focusing it, on. It reinforces that signal, which then boosts your power. Yeah, and and, and flip that by the way. Yeah. Uh, if you want the squats to really hit your glutes at the top of the squat, instead of tensing the shit out of your quads, tense the sh- tense the shit out of your ass, and then do the same thing. Go back down and into your squat. There and, it is. That's and, what I mean. We can experiment. We can have a whole list of those things and see what happens. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, listen. If you like Mind Pump. Leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. We'll pick the best ones, and we'll send you a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, Justin at Mind Pump Justin. And also, don't forget to go to mindpumpmedia.com. That's where we have all of our awesome programs available. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. 
The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.